0: Hello, everyone. Uh, Tim Gens here with FAPA, and welcome to FAPA Talk. It is our first edition of FAPA Talk, and we are here with Todd Wozolowski from Wheels Up. Good, depending on where we are in the country. Good afternoon, Todd. How are you? I am well, Tim. How are you? I am fantastic. Living the dream. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here today. Excited. And uh, I know we're going to be seeing a uh, part of your team a little bit later this weekend, as our Chicago pilot job fair and future pilot seminar is tomorrow. So uh, correct that hopefully will be a whole lot of fun uh, coming to the land of the Blues Brothers and Chicago style hot dogs and some very, very good pizza. So uh, we'll make sure everyone is well fed as part of the event. So again, thank you for taking the time to go ahead and meet with us. Uh, just wanted to go with and talk a little bit about Wheels Up. Uh, to go ahead and tell everyone who you guys are, what you do, and talk about some of the, the benefits um, and highlights of the company. So, for those that don't know, just tell us what kind of a company is Wheels Up? So, Wheels Up is
1: the, basically the largest 135 operator in the US. We are on demand private charter. Uh, we have a core membership base, over 12,000 members have, have joined Wheels Up, uh, and we do also external. Partners. you don't necessarily have to be a member but it is a company founded on the principle of democratizing aviation right Hmm. so i'll be the first to admit when you read that line you're like democratizing aviation it's basically the goal the mission of the company is to make private aviation more accessible to everyone and it's not just for the ultra elite anymore the athletes and the celebrities there are so many people In our in this circle in this wonderful country and beyond that that can afford private aviation and they can do so in a way where they're sharing like the the responsibility of the airplane as far as financials and seats. And it's just a wonderful concept that is going on the better
0: part of 10 years now, and Mm. uh, happy to be a part of it. Awesome. But how many aircraft, if you had to take a guess, do you guys have? I know that's an answer that probably changes pretty regularly.
1: It, it, it does, and wholly owned is over 200 tails. Uh, we've got a large managed fleet as well, and we leverage with obviously 12,000 members doing the math on those tails. We leverage partnerships with third-party operators as well to sustain the lift and move our members.
0: Now, I know we've been talking in the past that that Wheels Up is, is actually several companies kind of in one, but there's a, a lot of different things that you guys do. Uh, Talk a little bit about that and and kind of the reach of Wheels Up. It is absolutely several
1: companies. Wheels Up started uh, in the early days with an idea, a handful of King Airs, and a partnership with, at the time, Gamma Aviation, LLC. And Gamma was the sole operator of Wheels Up. Wheels Up was owned separately. And it slowly grew. Eventually, as it grew and the membership base grew, acquisitions occurred. Travel Management Company and their beach jet fleet, Mountain Aviation and their history for the Citation 10, um, coming into Delta Private Jets and their Excels and their CJs, Alante uh, Aviation, wonderful company with CJs. We just started combining and combining. We picked up Avianas, right? the software company, so we could have proprietary rights into our FMS system to operate at the scale we need to operate. And recently, we just leveraged that with Portside to partner with them and take this externally. Um, lots of things growing. AirPartner is a wonderful example. Our partner out of Europe, a great asset to the company and partner. And we've recently started higher Up, a third-party 135 specialty, not just all 135, but hiring, helping other companies hire the pilots they need. And it's just a big family of acquisition after acquisition and blending
0: and has become part of who we are today. And that's our current state. Okay. Sounds fantastic. A lot of fun. Changing on a daily basis, pretty dynamic. Sure. Uh, every day is a, a little bit of an adventure. <clears throat> Always. So you're speaking to the people out there that might be interested in getting into a career in professional aviation, Why would somebody choose to go ahead and fly for a company like Wheels Up as opposed to going what some people people might call the traditional airline route?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it starts with this, Tim. And I'm going to go back to my own history. I came via the military background, so it was kind of carved out for me. But so many young aviators, for starters, aren't aware of 135 opportunities. And I'm going to step outside the box and say not just Wheels Up. But there are several wonderful 135 operators, many of which we partner with. And what we do to start is partner with companies like you. The work that you and Lewis and Andrew have done and what you've created with FAPA is all about educating the next generation of aviators into what the opportunities are, what they're out there. And this is what we try and highlight at Wheels Up. the premise of your question why wheels up is wonderful, but I could go back a little bit and say why 135 versus 121. Uh, having been in both spaces, um, I could tell you that they're very different, very, very different. In the 121 space is a lot of a root structure, you're used to the same roots over and over, right, I'm not even going to go to the bidding and the seniority works. But you get into those routines. A lot of the same approaches, the same airplanes, and obviously cockpit door closed and locked for security. And you're in your own little bubble where 135, you just every day is different. Literally it's an aviation concept based on you could be in Peterborough one minute, and then next thing you know, you're heading down into the Caribbean, heading out to the West Coast. Flying challenging, when I say challenging, challenging approaches. The maybe service veil flying into Eagle and Rifle with pressure altitudes of seven, eight, 9,000 feet. It is just very, very different. 135 space, we do circle to lands every day, right? So different approaches, different skill set. And also, the word I use often is intimate. Without that cockpit door, that separation between you and the passenger, in our case, the member in the back, we are not just there to fly from point A to point B, the focus is always safety first, but outside of that, it's about providing the member experience that they're paying for to fly private. It isn't just to get on the off the airplane easier. There is an experience element to it that we embrace at Wheels Up. So when we talk about why 135, or in this case, why Wheels Up, we look for people who understand the space they're getting into, We identify that they have the skill sets or the foundation of the fundamentals ready to do this job. And then at the same time, embrace that attitude to take care of our members, our clients, our passengers in every way, shape and form. And sometimes their pets to get them from point A to point B safely. And that is a very, as you can tell from that short blurb, very different than a traditional airline job. So it is not for everybody, to be mm-hmm. transparent, but it is a wonderful life and career if that's something that gets your insides going, like it does me.
0: You know, you were talking about some of the skill set that you're looking for, and obviously, it sounds like a lot of customer service, a lot of attention to detail, a lot of a people person. Um, from a a flight experience standpoint, you know, I, I know back in the day, years ago, when some of us started in aviation harder and flying 135 was was something that you didn't start doing at minimum, at ATP minimums. You needed to go ahead and build a certain amount of jet time to go ahead and get to that point. Is that still the case or are, are you kind of competing for the same group of pilots from pilot experience standpoint that would go ahead and be looking at the airline route? It's a great question. Uh, we currently, our minimums are below those
1: of a traditional 121 carrier, not much below. But when I talk about minimums, that is, when you think about hours, right, hours is a great example of, of, of saying how we identify who's, you know, eligible to interview and who's not. Hours are simply the FAA's sole unit of measure for experience. That is it. So what we do and what, what we look for is our minimums are 1200 hours total time for a first officer. And what we look for is a 1200 hour pilot, if you apply an interview with that number, but who presents themselves like a 2,500 or 3,000 hour pilot. And that is the key. So underneath the, the hours you have, we peel back the layers of the onion and find those who are truly believers that this is a profession and not a hobby. The, the gravity of going to work every day, you take people's lives into your hands. It is not many career fields on this planet that that fit that mold uh, and and have that kind of peace and gravity and weight to it. All the while, as we both mentioned, the customer service aspect. So your job isn't just to get from point A to point B safely; it's to operate a highly complex, multi-million-dollar machine with a smile on your face, looking at a line of weather and taking care of. Our valued members. It is a very special, and unique job that we look for the fundamentals and the foundation because our company also believes in building the good pilot, right? Given those who have earned that opportunity, our training department to come in and grow with our training department, maybe even get their first type rating. Um, but to get that opportunity, you have to come through the interview process. So our door opens a little earlier than 121, but what we look for are those who really stand out. If you're coming in at low time then, and you get hired by us, you are ready. You are ready.
0: You talk about training. So, you know, obviously a part of coming on board to any carrier that is going to be flying a larger piece of equipment is going through the training process, which is, right. a, which is a big thing. And there's a, a huge chunk of time and a huge chunk of energy and effort that goes in there. You know, thinking about people going through the training at wheels up. What are some of the biggest pitfalls or maybe what are some of the biggest things that a candidate can do to best prepare themselves for training at Wheels Up? Great question also.
1: So it is two different scopes. The first is the pilot coming in at uh, maybe lower hours. This could very well, as I mentioned, be their first type rating. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're coming in. They have not been in a level C or D sim. So, the fact that they're coming into our INDOC, right, they've gotten through our team, been selected, bring you on board. So, your fundamentals are all there. Now, the next step is balancing the weight of all that. You're going to find yourself in an INDOC where you're learning company policies and procedures. You go from that area, right, and our INDOC is very aggressive in the sense that we spend a lot of extra time preparing you for the systems portion and the SIM portion of the aircraft. Very, very important. So the candidates are coming and learning all of these new complex avionics suites, right? Some have, are experiencing the pressurization system for the first time and working backwards through a turbine engine, the bleed air system. And all of a sudden, they're not just focused on flying the airplane, they're focused on learning the airplane so what we find and what we spend so much time in our interview processes are the fundamentals of basic systems there does this candidate present as those that that truly are absorbed and growing in this career field because it is all about the preparation we do our best to let you know exactly what you're coming into what to expect our training department lays out a wonderful program that sets you up for success. We have less than a 1% failure rate, at wheels up. Something I am incredibly proud of, speaks to our partnership with training. And even in this industry, it's incredible, but it's all about the preparation. So coming in ready to do this job at the professional level. Now, if you've done this job for many years, and you're coming in, you're gonna be like, God, this is great, it's structured, I'm good to go. The second half of that, we have a lot of retiring 121 pilots who want to continue their career flying 135. So now this group has to come into our wheels up in dock and learn the different style of flying. Kind of goes back to what I talked about earlier and the types of approaches, right? Um, there's airports we fly into where you got to make position reports and turn the lights on with the mic switch. You're going old school. And if you're coming here with 19, 20,000 hours and a lot of heavy time and crossings, that's a big adjustment, big adjustment. So depending where you're coming from, what the, the type of flying you've been doing all plays into how you approach indock and ground school and the simulator. And we as a company make sure that A, you're ready for that, B, you're prepared to do it and C is how we can support you in that process. And those three pillars lead to the success.
0: So remembering VFR uh, cloud clearance requirements and airspace yeah. is, is still something that's relevant us yes. again.
1: It, it, it absolutely it. is. Tim, and I'm here to tell you a little gouge for everybody out there, we ask things like when you're required to file an alternate, the simple one, two, three rule, and you will be shocked how many people, instrument rated qualified aviators will be like, oh gosh, you know, it's, um, and that comes back to what we talked about a little bit. It's reminding people this is a profession. 54 years old, I got the far aim on my phone, and I read it to this day. That's <laughs> this is my job, right? This will always be my job. And that's that's what, what light gun
0: for. signals. What are those? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. What does that yes. flashing green? Flashing yep. green and red. It means it's Christmas at the airport. Uh, right. no. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, kind of going back to what you had talked about, just having a good foundation. So, a candidate to go out and be successful in training at Wheels Up doesn't necessarily need jet time. If they're, if the biggest thing they've ever flown is a is a is a seminal, as long as it's good solid procedures, that's that's the foundation.
1: That that is true. Now, uh, the caveat there, Tim, is that's where we really peel back the layer of the onion. There are so many wonderful flight instructors out there. We're getting to 1500, 2000 hours, but they're stuck in the mold where they're in that same pattern consistently. And we listen, let's be honest in the private pilot world, especially there's a lot of young aviators go out there and like, oh, it's too windy today. Oh, it looks like a little bit of clouds. I don't want to, um, mm-hmm. there are so many that meet the minimums and have good foundations. Yet we are, very forward and say you're not ready yet, right? There's certain questions we ask and scenario-based questions we give that we can tell they're not, they need some operational work. They need to mm-hmm. in an aircraft that has a weather radar, right? And then they can start getting into the convective activity a little bit. And what we do and what we've built here at Wheels Up is what's called the Ascend program. So we partner with companies like Southern Airways Express, Tropic Ocean Airways, companies with mm-hmm. the same Fundamentals that we have where we believe in building good solid aviators, right? And they go to Tropic, they're going to get a seaplane rating or have seaplane ratings. They're going to fly in a caravan with the PT6, the same motor our King Air has, and they're going to head down into the Caribbean or up here into the Northeast, or they go to Southern and they're flying the Technin or the King Air 200 or the Saab 340, and they're building this valuable time and they do that and they learn and they grow. And at that point, after a predetermined amount of time, depending how many hours you start with, they have an open door to interview and come back to us. And it's about fostering and and taking a pilot who's maybe got good fundamentals, but isn't quite ready for the next step, giving them a place to grow where they can make some money and not have to rely on the students and, and ready to take the next step. And that's what, Truly in this industry, we need to do more of and do a better job at is creating those opportunities because not everybody has the money to go build time in a multi engine sim right and and or sit in the right seat of someone else's King air those opportunities aren't for all. So it's about this industry and all of us companies partnering together to create programs like this and opportunities for these pilots to get those valuable operational hours to come in and do jobs like at Wheels Up. Awesome.
0: You had talked about uh, working with a lot of retired airline pilots. So you guys hire past 65. We do. We absolutely do. Uh, The requirement here, obviously, is a first class medical when you're flying in
1: 135. Uh, It is obviously, as I mentioned, still not a job for everybody. We spend a significant amount of time when exiting 121 pilots want to continue flight over in the 135 space. It's not just talking about obviously brushing the dirt off of or the rust off of circle lands and different approaches, it is about reminding them how much work it is as well. We talk about servicing these members and taking care of them that means once they're off the airplane tidying up the cabin restocking um, seatbelts over giving safety briefs before departure. It is very, very labor intensive in some ways, but it's also re- incredibly rewarding. Like the relationship piece, if you are truly a people person and love aviation, you will find a new joy again. And I've had so many 121 pilots come fly here, wheels up and reach out to me about six months later and be like, God, I found a different joy in flying again. Like it brings you back to the beginning. It's just
0: amazing, mm. amazing. Obviously a lot of different 135 companies out there. And even as you said at the beginning, you guys aren't for everybody. You are one of many options. What are some of the things that makes Wheels Up stand out in your opinion?
1: Great question. First is, I think coming in, understanding that, and this is one of the areas we've changed. Wheels Up in the early days was a stepping stone to other opportunities. We found ourselves in growth and creating a culture where it's very pilot supportive right far from perfect but very pilot supportive from the leadership all the way down to the group of pilots we have and they are supported well financially they're on the upper end of the pay scale the the fact that there's no bidding for a schedule they're on an eight and six or a 15 and 13 typically where you know that schedule for the entire year and all of a sudden now, listen, that one of the things nobody likes to talk about much in aviation is we all have wives and, spot, you know, kids and partners who are at home while we're on the road. And they are single parents for the most part while they're home. So being able to balance and not miss birthday parties because you know your schedule for the entire year, not miss weddings, create holiday parties and events or block parties or join a softball league and make half the game is giving a, Wonderful balance between work and home is huge, huge, huge. And it wheels up with our schedules. We provide that. Your time, our crew's time at home is vital. It's important. Mm -hmm. Our benefits package is incredible. It is truly incredible. Taking that pressure off of a crew member, knowing, God forbid, if, if a family member draws ill or you know, kid falls off the bike and breaks his elbow that he's going to be taken care of. Well, you're not going to come home to a slew of bills. It is just a a company and a culture that embraces, not just the aviation side, but the people and the human Mm -hmm. side. And we are a company of close to 3000 employees who have really banded together in this process of growing, uh, and some, sometimes painfully, let's be honest but for the most part, growing together, putting our heads down and believing in creating something different in this industry. And I couldn't be prouder of the group as a well, whole, from the leaders all the way down
0: through. I remember my first airline job interview, um, They, when they offered me, they asked me if I was married. And I said, yes, I am. And the gentleman interviewing me said, that's not going to work. <laughs> You're definitely describing a very different side of aviation, a different side than what a lot of people still think is the case. Which is, you choose family, you choose an aviation career. You can
1: have both. You can
0: be a family person and enjoy. You're exactly right,
1: Tim. You're you're so right. And it's when we talk about the newer aviators coming in, those we see, we remind them to engage the family in the discussion about the job and the schedule. Uh, If they have smaller kids, we're the first to say, you know what, let's. You should reach outside your area and have your wife find a support system, making sure that they know everything before they come in is, is the key. And that's part of the transparency and the authenticity and the honesty that you bring forward. And there's no surprises. It's, it's wonderful.
0: Uh, a couple more questions for you. Um, one strangest interview story
1: strangest interview so you've, you've only got to pick one yeah listen i would like to say we've seen it all i have i've had uh people come into the video portion of their interview while they're driving i have i have seen the candidate sitting at the end of their bed in a strapped tank top t-shirt and i could see the can of butter in the corner it is we have <laughs> truly uh Seen quite a bit, but I, I, if I could, for the audience, for those who are truly interested in coming into the industry, I will. We find ourselves in this world now where a lot of it's virtual, like this. We're on the computers, we're on the screens, the phones, and it's okay if you're on a phone or on an iPad. It's all good, but treat it as if you walked in yourself, right? Be, Mm -hmm. be that. Especially for a company like Wheels Up, where we really pride ourselves on on the details, on the little things. Start it off. in that sense, and you put that effort in up front, I promise you it will pay dividends on the backside. And one of the other things that we do, I think that very few companies do, is we have a group of pilot recruiters, and Tim, you know many of us well, who will be the first to say, you know, not now. We we say no a lot more than we say yes, but there's always takeaways. And we get tons and tons of feedback from so many candidates who say thank you. Thank you for telling me I wasn't ready. Uh, This other company didn't tell me that. And I went and I I tanked in the sim. And now I got this on my career for my career. Mm. Thank you for that honesty. Thank you for the constructive criticism, what to work on. And then we encourage these candidates, come again, work on those items, try again in three months, six months, whatever it is. It is not always just about wheels up. And I know that probably sounds weird or in some cases higher, but it's about, Giving the candidate, the person looking to come into the career field, the real raw honesty they need about what the job is, what our expectations are, and what it takes to be successful. Because our entire team has done
0: this before. Very few companies can say that, and that's what we bring forward to you. You know, in, in working with some members of your team, uh, thinking of Aisha thinking of Renee, They're they're flight instructors at heart. Their passion for aviation is contagious from a mile away. And my experience in dealing with all of you guys is you want them to be successful, whether it's wheels up or whether it's not, you want them to go and find their niche in aviation. And that's just such a a neat group of people to have the chance to go and work with. We love continuing to work with you guys for that reason. Yep. One final uh, total fun question, whether you've flown it or not, whether it's fictitious or not, your favorite aircraft. Oh, listen, I,
1: my history is the galaxy of the C-5 in the Air Force, and that that's where my heart will forever be. Um, massive airplane, for those who don't know, Google it, look it up. Uh, incredibly capable, and just, uh, and it's funny, everyone likes the sleek, sexy airplanes. Um, I had a lot of fun in the 7-2, that thing with an MMO of decimal 90 will uh, get you anywhere you need to go fast, but... To me, there was something about the crew and the environment and the mission that the C-5 flew that uh, that I miss and will have a very special place in my heart forever.
0: What was the standard of crew size on
1: that? Uh, minimum were two pilots and two flight engineers, but when we were flying operationally, it was usually seven. We had at least three load masters in the back for the passengers and the cargo. Uh, and we were, in truth, each other's family uh, for, for every mission, whether you were going into Europe, uh, Michigan, or the Middle East. Um, There's a great bond and camaraderie there that I gotta tell you, I didn't personally experience in 121, but coming to 135, found it again. The men and women, I know I mentioned it before, and you mentioned Renee and Aisha and Jared for me a little bit. My leaders were Matt Kelson and Stephen St. Rose, all the way to the top to our board and our CFOs. They're just so supportive of what it takes to be good in this profession on the aviation side. And that goes all the way through to sales, to finance, to every division, operations. They're just incredible human beings. And that is why every day I go to work, it's not work.
0: It's the people. Awesome. Well, Todd, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, finishing up here with Todd Wazalowski from Wheels Up, uh, Senior Manager, Talent Acquisition Partner and Pilot. Uh, appreciate your time today. Look forward to uh, seeing you and your team at uh, at events later this year. Me too, Tim. Thank you so much. Thank you.